Hey guys, welcome to WDWNT Nerd Alert. I'm your host, Joe Hogarty, and joining me today is Bianca Ferrero. Hi. And Sean Fleming. What's going on? Yeah, unfortunately, I made a mistake on Thursday night. We recorded a whole show. I did not hit record, and so we missed out on that. But neither Jack or Fedra has seen Black Panther Wakanda Forever. But thankfully, both Bianca and Sean have seen it. So this is the Black Panther Wakanda Forever Roundtable. And Ooh. yeah, I'm I'm excited to hear what you guys have to say. I, I hope that you guys don't hate me for the things I'm about to say. But, we could uh, never. No, exactly. We'll see. All right. So uh, let's start with Black Panther Wakanda Forever. No woman, no cry. In my culture, death is not the end. No woman, no cry. It's more of a stepping off point. Don't shed no tears. No woman, no cry. The Black Panther has never failed to protect Wakanda. Bianca, what did you think of it? And then rate it out of a 10. I really loved it. I, um, it exceeded my expectations. I was going in, not really sure how Ryan Coogler and the writers were going to tackle the Chadwick and T'Challa unfortunate situation. Um, and I know that they had to do a lot of rewrites and completely change a lot of the story and for the actors I'm sure it was really difficult to step into this knowing that their main person their hero wasn't going to be in this part two movie um and I think uh Letitia Wright who plays Shuri had a big weight on her shoulders to kind of carry this end of this phase and this part two of this movie and I think she did a really great job so overall, I would probably give it either an eight and a half or nine out of 10. I really liked it. I, it didn't even feel that like long of a movie. I could have honestly watched more and I would see it again in the movie theater. So I really, really enjoyed it. Okay. That's great. And Sean. Um, so, yeah, so I, I really liked it as well. Um, so to kind of go off what Bianca was saying, you know, this movie, it had the, you know, obviously the honor, the legacy of Chadwick, but it also still had to move forward the story of Black Panther and Wakanda. Um, so it kind of, it was, that was a lot, you know, to take on right off the bat. And I think the more I've thought about it, I think the movie was going to always kind of be about loss and grief. Um, I think obviously would have been dealt with a little bit differently should have Chadwick not unfortunately passed away. So with him passing away, I think they did a good job of spreading that grief, showing it among everybody else kind of in Wakanda and how it affected them and the loss of him. Um, 
I did feel sometimes the, there was a, it did feel like kind of there were a lot of stories going on, even though the overall story of the movie was simple. Um, but I think it did a really good job of kind of wrapping it all up in the end. Um, I think it did a really good job, again, of showing the grief and loss, especially between mother and daughter um, in that movie, almost in vain of how he, she had an outdo with Bichine letting go of her brother as well. Um, so I just think it did a really good job of telling that story. Um, out of 10, I would give it an eight. Um, I'm, I'm still going back and forth if I liked it better than the first one that I'm still struggling with, um, but I did really enjoy it. Okay. All right. So I'm going to start off with the good. I, I do think Leticia, right. She is a very likable Shuri in this. Like she is different than when she was in the previous movies, like the infinity war movies and, you know, the first black Panther and she's more emotional. And we never really saw that. Cause you know, she's either super smart or she's super fun. And uh, I, I think again, like what Bianca said, it was a big weight on her shoulders to have to carry this movie. And um, I, I think she did a good job at that. And I, I really liked her as a character. I liked most of the characters in this movie and, and actors in the movie, but overall I, I didn't like it at all. I would, I, I, I gave the first Black Panther movie either an 8.5 or a 9. I love that one. Because to me, it was more of a Shakespearean story. You know, it, it had a lot of weight throughout the whole movie. And I was shocked because I didn't think they were going to go that way. Uh, and it just surpassed my expectations when I had seen it. Um, this one, though, I just felt what bothers me the most is that I know it's tough and maybe they should have waited longer, but I think they should have recast T'Challa. It's just doesn't feel like a black Panther movie without T'Challa. And it's, I just think it's too soon for Shuri to take over the role. If they wanted to do that at, at some point, that's fine. And this was just overly dominated by women in this movie too. There really wasn't a, a central focus male character, I would say. I'd say it was like four or five female leads that uh, basically took control of the picture. And I see Disney doing that a lot. And we'll get into it with the spoilers and all that. But uh, And I, I think it's sad, too, because when I first saw it, when I first saw the first Black Panther movie, it was one of the first showings and it was late at night and there was a full theater and there was tons of people clapping, applauding, having a great time. And there was tons of people from the black community in my theater. And it made me feel so good to see them get to see, you know, someone that looked like them as a superhero on the big screen. And it, it finally hit me, you know, I guess if you get to experience that firsthand, you can see it. And then after the movie's over seeing, you know, little kids smiling and, you know, just being so enthused about it. And I kind of feel like they took a, you know, it's unfortunate again that Chadwick Boseman died, but I feel like they took the character of the Black Panther away from somebody like, like a young Black boy that doesn't get to see himself represented on the screen that often, you know, and, um, and he is in the comics and, in the movies, he, you know, he was one of the, you know, the, the greatest black superheroes that we had around. And it's just sad that they're, the, they're like, 
yeah, well, again, I guess we'll get into it when we get into spoilers. I, I just felt that they could have handled the movie better. I, I felt it was boring. I didn't like the story. I thought the, like, again, the actors, I, it's not their fault, but I just think the story was not that well done. Anyway, I gave it a five out of 10. I just didn't like it. I don't think I'd ever want to see it again. Um, Damn. <laughs> yeah. But I did. I love that end credit scene. And we'll get mm-hmm. into that. Uh, but that was my favorite scene in the movie. Okay. Um, I did like a lot how it ended as well. Even the part mm-hmm. when, you know, with her sitting, well, like we said, we'll get into it. <clears throat> I enjoyed the whole basically last, like you could say, minute and a half of the movie or so, two minutes of the movie. I, uh, I enjoyed a lot as well. Yeah, no, I was. I thought it I always. I, I thought that that's what it was going to be from the start before we knew anything about Letitia Wright being Black Panther, or they even started filming. It's like, well, maybe, you know. Well, we'll get into spoilers later. <laughs> you know that something like that could have happened. Um, but I, I did want to say too. I I feel like this should, this was more of a spinoff than it was a sequel to Black Panther, and you know. Again, I missed the Black Panther. I missed T'Challa. And I think it's it's just kind of arrogant on Disney's part or their virtue signaling where they feel like they're equating Chadwick Boseman's death to like Martin Luther King Jr. or JFK or even Abraham Lincoln, where it's like we can never replace him again, you know, and we must honor him because he was the greatest actor that that ever existed. And I don't think he would like that. I, I think he would, I think he loved the character of the Black Panther and I think he would want to see him live. And I, I just think it's, it's very unfair to a lot of people in every community that they're holding back from that character. It's going to be a long time before we see that character again, as we will discuss in spoilers. But anyway... Um, so what's the big thing? I guess we, we do we want to get to the end credit scene first? Since no, it's right. Yeah, whatever, whatever. Yeah, so the end credit scene, like I loved it. You know, you got to see that it was uh is it Nakia and um T'Challa? They had a child and uh his name is T'Challa. And at some point, I guess he will be the king of Wakanda and he will be the Black Panther. But what is he like eight? 10 years old, would you say? I think yeah. younger than that. Maybe even younger. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a long time before we see him. And, uh, or, or, or hear me like out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying, if they really, and I, and I think they don't want to go this route if they start feeling the effects that he's missed, or maybe this has been the plan all along. So we're in the time right now in the MCU of multiverses and variants. They could easily go pluck the older Black T'Challa, his son, from a different timeline, and there's your Black Panther older. Yeah, they could do that. They could. I'm saying if they wanted to go that route, I'm saying, but I just don't know if they will. But I'm saying, but we can't exclude that kind of stuff now because of just where we are right now in the MCU. Yeah. Just an idea. I thought about it. And I even thought about it more right now when you started talking about it being a long time. And I was like, he has a good point, but they could always. I just literally was just thinking about it. So possible. I thought about that, too. Mm -hmm. 
But I, I thought, again, before this movie even started filming, that that's the route they should have done, is that, you know, him and uh, Nakia should have had a child. It should have mm-hmm. been revealed. Oh, I, well, I did not like how they handled his death in this movie. It no. just... Yeah. Well, he, he first of all, you didn't see him. It was like, it was just so obvious again that they were just like walking on eggshells as to how to handle it. So they're like, well, he's in another room, you know, but we need your help in this room, you know, <laughs> and, and they kept going back and forth. And I, was, I, I will I, say about the opening scene, I thought it was really powerful and it kind of set the tone for how Shuri yeah. was going to be in the emotional state that she was going to be for the rest of the movie. Because if you are someone who has the intelligence that she does and the technology at her disposal, how do you rip yourself away from possibly making a synthetic heart shaped or possibly finding some kind of way to prolong T'Challa's life? When do you say it's enough? Even with everyone, her mom, the staff, the AI telling her you should go be by T'Challa's side. It's enough. You know, time is running out and she couldn't pull herself away. And then unfortunately he passed on while she was still in the lab. I really like that that set the tone of, you know, how she was going to be for the rest of the movie. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, I thought the opening scenes overall gave you a good idea of where this movie kind of was going to go, or at least it was that it was going to be a little maybe darker or sad, you know, that maybe, you know, have those kind of tones throughout. Um, I, I just took it as they didn't show him just out of the respect factor, I guess. Um, not do the whole, like, cause I'm sure they could have done a CGI thing or use like old footage or something. Yeah. Uh, that's why I kind of appreciated what they did at the end, you know, like, cause they, it was kind of a good way to obviously showing her acceptance and finally being able to like, let go and understand what happened. But also it gave us one kind of more look at him as black Panther per se, you know, that's at least that's how I took it as a fan, you know, it kind of started that way with the silent intro and it kind of ended that way, you know, so I, I took that as enough. I mean, I'm not, not saying I don't see people's points and maybe it was rushed and should have been recasted, but I don't know. I'm kind of in the middle of the whole thing. Cause I kind of see both sides and also why they didn't. So. So I would have liked an opening like where maybe you saw him in battle with the Avengers and yeah. he sacrificed him, his, his life in order to save one of them or all of them. And he was, he had his mask on. So you did not see that it was Chadwick Boseman. All you know is that he sacrificed his life in order to save others or to save the world. I think that would have been much better or something, right? You know, instead of him laying in a bed, you know, waiting to die. And we still don't know what exactly what it was. It was some mysterious disease that he had. And I don't know. I I just felt like, again, we're going to disagree a lot on this, but I didn't like how that was written. Yeah, I mean, I think that would have been a really interesting way to do it, too. Yeah, I think that would have been cool, too. I didn't really think yeah. about it. I think that would have been kind of cool. I, I don't disagree with that point. I mean, I, I can only imagine what the budget for this movie already was. And then was... to make an opening scene with Avengers in it, too, probably would have pushed them over the edge. But that would but have they been would have made it back, interesting. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I always say, like, with Solo, if they wanted to make an extra maybe $100 million, they should have just put uh, you know Harrison Ford and Billy D Williams in the beginning of it 
And mm. people would have gone and seen it regardless just to see the two of them, yeah. you know, meeting up again and discussing old times. And I think that a lot of the, like you could have gotten Chris Hemsworth and uh, I don't know who was, who's who anymore in the <laughs> Avengers, uh, you know, get them all together and, and they would say, oh yeah, no, I would definitely want to be part of Black Panther, you know, just to help honor Chadwick and keep the franchise going. I, I, I don't think it would have been too much of a huge money deal, especially if it was like, and it might even be in some of their contracts where they have to do a specific amount of pictures and, you know, just I mean, even ca- pretty, cameos. They, 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 sometimes they get creative too with like stock footage, you know, they could yeah. use the old footage or they could have made it um, a Wakanda battle, you know, they, yeah, they could have been used Baku and, and people like that who are already going to be in the movie anyways. That's true. You know, they could have yeah. just done that route, you know, like he was saving mm-hmm. Wakanda as of, you know, he's going to do that anyways. It's, you know, it's his country. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it, it's a good point. I didn't really think about that, that angle. That's it. That would have, that would have been kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I, I did like his funeral and I, yeah. I loved seeing funerals like that too. Like where people celebrate the death of somebody as mm-hmm. opposed to strictly mourn the death of someone. And I, I wish we would do that more often here, you know? Um, yeah that someone has gone to a better place and that we'll be joining them one day. Uh, I, I think that message is, is very, very cool. And, um, but yeah, no, it's, it's tough. And, and like, I, I think that uh, uh, Angela Bassett, she, she did a pretty good job. Yes. Like when she yeah. was at the, was it the UN? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like when they, they were trying to get the, uh, I was going to say adamantium. <laughs> <laughs> what is it vibranium thank you <laughs> you know uh you know she made good points it's people would mm-hmm. definitely take advantage of it yeah and, uh, she, she's very strong uh yeah and i and i love the scene with her and uh okio where she really just went off on her i think that was a really powerful scene and and i was shocked that it was that it even happened but i was kind of mm-hmm. glad though because it's like they didn't, you know, pull their punches. And uh, I like, I would like to see more of that. Yeah. I loved that scene too. Cause I was telling my mom, cause my mom saw it in the theaters with us. And she was like, that was a bit harsh when she kind of fired her from the Dora Milaje. And I said, well, if this was the president of the United States and they, their, their husband has been killed and their son has passed away and their last, you know, immediate family member uh, the the head of the secret service says, okay, I'm going to take her on a mission. Don't worry. Everything will be okay. And then they come back. Oh, I lost your daughter. They probably wouldn't be the head of the secret service anymore. You know what I mean? So I really mm-hmm. liked that scene. Um, and it added to the eventual return of Okoye at the end with, you know, her coming it's... back and all that. <laughs> I didn't like yeah. that form of her. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was good. I, I I enjoyed both those scenes. Like the one you mentioned also when they're in the um like the uh, the courtroom, but I'm like, you know what I'm talking about. The um Yeah, the UN. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. But yeah, no, and I definitely liked the third, like the throne room scene. And I think it was another like I think that scene also really showed again like her loss and how she really, you know, was finally kind of like over it, you know, and she just couldn't really Certainly, I'm sure she's obviously acting out of emotion, but it, she kind of had, you know, a right to, I guess, at that point in time. 
Mm-hmm. And it was really good. It was definitely powerful. Yeah. yeah I, again, for me, I, I kept falling asleep during the movie and I kept like saying, you got to stay up. <laughs> so was, and, it, was, was this your least favorite phase four movie? Uh, no. Um, Second I least. Had, <laughs> yeah, clearly. It's, it's, it's definitely at the bottom. But no. <laughs> I, but but my my hope I, I kept falling asleep but when scenes like that were on screen sure. my eyes opened wide you know yeah. because I'm like this is good and then there was an, one other scene that we'll talk about later that okay. the same thing happened you know but it's almost like again where you know again it was a signal to me when I started falling asleep I just wasn't on board with the movie but then when something good would happen I was completely up you know so I, I think that says something for me anyway you know i mean maybe i was just overly tired but there there were definite scenes in this movie that i really enjoyed but there was they were few and far between unfortunately for me you know i mean again i'm glad you guys liked it i know a lot of people liked it and i'm also i realize i'm not alone on the island because i i've seen a lot of people i saw one guy review it and it was almost exactly what i had said and uh, i was like well all right you're not crazy joe (laughs) (laughs) no definitely not no yeah exactly yeah it's it's all right i haven't Uh, read anyone else's reviews besides yours joe but i'll I'll go back and look at some no i saw it on youtube some guy on youtube he's from ireland Mm. um dave cullen and uh i was surprised that he even seen the movie and and that was another problem too it's like what drives me crazy i'm so grateful that you guys are on the round table but i sent out invitations to a lot of people and they just didn't want to see the movie. And wow. I was like, but it's a Marvel movie. You know, it's yeah. like you have to be it, regardless of what you might think of the movie. It, it's a bit of an event. And I, and I know that phase four hasn't been spectacular, but they can always surprise us. And that's how I, I went into it. I was not optimistic, but I was hoping to be surprised. And But not everybody was like me. And uh unfortunate I, I would have liked for more people to look forward to seeing the movie so you know we can all discuss it and hopefully i would have had more people on my side here right you know? yeah <laughs> but uh we'll see i i did talk to jack and he was like well tell me everything and so i told him <laughs> everything and he's like well maybe i'll go see it now and i was like go to hell <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh uh now he likes some of the things that i said you know, so I have a feeling he's going to tell me tomorrow. I saw it and it wasn't that bad. <laughs> well, if he does see it and he tells you about it, record it because I don't want to miss out uh, on his opinions. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, we definitely will. We'll record it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Before we get too far away from the um, UN scene. Sure. I was surprised that uh, Wakanda is under like active uh targeting from all these countries to get their vibranium i mean the that that little secret mission team that went into went onto that ship was uh french and she brought them in you know the dormilage brought them into the un and sort of shamed the french woman saying we know that you sent this team here to do whatever get get intel and and steal vibranium and stuff and i was surprised like i can't believe that the different countries are really coming for wakanda like that 
Well, I'm surprised they went after France. You know, <laughs> I mean that that was my biggest surprise is that they actually called out a country that wasn't the United States. You know, right, 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 because yeah. that's very unlike them. I mean, you know, I'm mm-hmm. talking about Marvel, not Wakanda. <laughs> yeah, um, but you know, it's I think is kind of weird. I think everybody knows where Wakanda is now. You know, after the events of <sighs> right. I mean, I think it's still hard to get there like it's not easy to just enter Wakanda but yeah I think people are aware where they are obviously the only person who can get in there was Namor you know why does it need to be cloaked now like if everybody they they know it exists they kind of they have to have an idea where it is yeah I I think I think it's just just general just their technology type thing just you know like kind of almost like a why not you know, like mm-hmm. we can do almost so like why not have it type thing. Like look at what happened in in Infinity War, you know. Yeah, you know, like those barriers are, are up not necessarily to keep everyone out, but to keep big threats out. Yeah, to keep something out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Yeah. Um do we want to talk about Namor? Yeah. Yeah. So what would you guys think of Namor? Um he probably was my favorite part of the movie. Um, yeah. Honestly. Um, I, uh, <clears throat> so I was completely okay with um, the changes they made um, just because, I mean, listen, that that character is one of Marvel's first. He's Marvel's first mutant. Um, yeah. He has been himself gone through some things, you know, as far as rewrites and changes and stuff like that. So um, I thought it was kind of a, a cool approach, you know, because it kind of made it almost like a different culture, you know, like two different cultures, ways of life, you know, kind of like that angle, too. Um, and that's always a good way to write a story, you know, kind of especially the way they took it, where they wanted to go with him. Um, I, I'll admit that maybe taking the leap to like wanting to take over the complete surface world seemed a little much for his character. Um, but I think they just maybe they want to just add some type of, you know, I guess, wait to the movie, I guess, mm-hmm. to his character. So that part I thought was a little much, but as far as like him, how he looked, the actor, the way they portrayed his powers, um, I was all in. I thought every time he was in an action scene, I thought it was cool. Um, like I said, I thought he was the best part in most action scenes. There's a couple of times when Shiri shines as Black Panther, um, but other than that, but yeah, no, I was all about it. I loved that they showed his backstory. I thought it was explained well enough to where you have an okay, this, you know, an idea what's going on. I love that, uh, that he said he was a mutant. I thought that was cool. Just like we got it kind of got the same tease from Miss Marvel. Um, so they at least honored that part of his character, you know? Um, yeah, I, I was all in on him. Um, like I was saying it to Bianca. I think the, if you want to take anything away from phase four, you might be able to make the case that it gave us either the best villains or some of the best villains in the MCU. Um, I think with him being on that list along with Mandarin, we can get into that later, but yeah, I, I really liked him. I, I thought he was awesome and I enjoyed every time he was on screen. Yeah. Okay. Bianca. Yeah. I totally agree. I think I, I'm pretty sure you pronounce his name. Tino Huerta. Oh, very good. <laughs> what research. Uh, yeah. I'll just I think he did. <laughs> I think the actor did an incredible job. Um, all of his scenes were super captivating, whether he was talking to Shuri, whether he was talking to Queen Ramonda, whether he was talking to his people. 
I mean, you couldn't take your eyes off him. He did an amazing job. His introduction scene, um, well, his first little shadow scene in, in the first scene is something else. But when he swims up to Shuri and her mom, I thought that scene was really cool. He looks awesome. I loved his outfit. I love his vibranium chest piece and beads. I love his headdress when he wears that. Uh, and I thought he was really cool. He was intimidating. He was scary. But at the same time, you completely understand where he's coming from. Like Sean said, they did a great job showing his backstory, giving that whole uh, story of his mom and how they have their own version of the heart-shaped herb. And when he was young and he went, walked up to that plantation house and that's how he got his name and all that stuff. I, I really enjoyed how they explained his whole backstory. And I think he did a really great job. And I agree with Sean that I loved his fighting style. Him flying around with his little foot wings was really cool, really different. Uh, the science behind, you know, him having to be a certain level of moisturized to have his strength was really interesting. So yeah, I thought he did a great job. I, uh, definitely one of my favorite parts of the movie too. Um, I did like his origin story. Now, Sean, maybe you would know this. Is this was that authentic? Because I didn't ever knew his origin story. I mean, not not entirely no, because he's you know he's he's Atlantean in the comics. Yeah, I thought that that's what it was. Is that? Yeah, yeah. He's you know like I I don't want to say he's like DC's Aquaman because because people don't like that because he technically came out before Aquaman, like mm -hmm. he published in Marvel before. Um, but I mean that that's where the similarities are, you know. But um, yeah, so no, he he kind of. Other than maybe by like his appearance, like Bianca said, like outfit, the wings, the pointy ears and where he had why and how he has his powers and things like that and being a mutant. Other than that, they they kind of change a, a good chunk of, you know, his backstory, per se. And I think yeah. they had to because of Aquaman. Right. I mean, you're not going to come out with another character that's super that's similar to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that. Unfortunately, that's what happens is like a lot of these, yeah, comic, like DC and Marvel borrow from each other, like Thanos, like Darkseid came before Thanos, and basically Thanos mm -hmm. is a ripoff of Darkseid. Mm -hmm. Um, and then when Darkseid came off, everybody was like, Oh, that's a ripoff of Thanos, like when they saw it in the movies, and it's like mm, that's not really the case, you know, yeah. but it it, it <laughs> feels like it, you know. It's yeah, true, but you're right, it's a good point. Like what you said with Aquaman and, and uh, Namor is the same thing. Um, yeah, I don't understand why they, they changed the name of Atlantis. Uh, the, yeah. the rights of Namor, too, are, are just so weird. that uh, I don't know if they officially got his rights back. Yeah, uh, they, they don't. It's kind of like how it is with the Hulk. Like, they can use him as like a, a character in another person's movie, but to do like a, like a solo movie, it would technically be like, you know, a universal release, like how they had to do incredible Hulk. Mm. So maybe that's part of it too. Maybe it would have cost them more or something if they, to use the word Atlantis on their side. So, but yeah, they don't, he technically is so owned by universal. But with that being said, I didn't like this guy at all. Cause <laughs> oh, no. I, I loved Namor in the comics. Like he was one of, I remember when I was a little kid, like probably one of the first comics that it's, I'm not aging myself. I'm not a hundred years old, but I remember I was in the Bronx and I was with my dad and we went into like some soda shop and uh, they had the invaders, you know, and mm -hmm. it was Namor, uh, the original human torch yep. and cap. 
And, um, and my father says, he goes, Oh, I used to read this when I was a little kid, you know? And, and so he bought it for me and it, you know, it was a new, newer version of the invaders. Um, and I just loved the way he looked that he lived under the sea, that he could breathe under the sea. He had the pointy ears, pointy ears. And, and he just looked like he was pissed off permanently, you know? And I followed him. And for me, for the most part, he was a villain, but every, you know, he would also be a hero too, but he needed to be, you know, like a beauty, Beauty uh, calms the savage beast, basically. And usually it was Sue Storm that would kind of convince him otherwise to stop his madness. And then he would be a good ally for the heroes. Yeah, but what, he had some encounters with Sue Storm in that regard. Yeah. Yeah. But what, what, but what bothered me about the look of this guy, well, first of all, I've always imagined him as Asian. You know, to me, when I look at the comics, I'm like, just cast an Asian guy to be this guy. And I've seen so many actors that would look just like him from the comics. And I know that they were pushing inclusiveness and they're like, let's make him Mayan and we'll make him, you know, Mexican and have him with darker skin. That's not what he looks like in the comics. And and I don't like that. It could have, you would have been inclusive if you were having someone that was Asian in it, I would say, or, or representing, um, and he should be taller and he doesn't have to be like Thor, but, and Jack has said this, he should have a swimmer's belt. This guy, I don't think he looked like he was that great, like in great shape. You know, he's better shaped than me, but not, not Namor shape. Uh, I did not like the jewelry that was on his ears and through his nose. I just felt that was distracting. I've never seen that in the comics and I couldn't help but focus on that stuff when he was like yelling at uh, Ramonda and uh, he was talking to Shuri. It's like, cause he didn't have it on all the time, but it seemed like it was like, Oh, I think I'll wear this today. <laughs> you know, I don't see the significance for that other than probably some people that researched uh, Mayan culture was like, Oh, look at this. You know, we should have him wear this. And uh It'd be more authentic and never. Have you ever seen Namor look like that, Sean? I mean, not not really with the jewelry, like on, on the on his nose and on the like the ears. No, but there's been times in the comics where he has like things like on his chest. Yeah, like, different, that's like, fine. And stuff like that. Yeah, I've seen that. Um, no, like I I um I not that I want to say I disagree with your points because I I understand because I'm also one of those guys too that a lot of times I'm like listen the source material is right there you know like it was good for a reason type thing um but at the same time like I I can kind of maybe understand why they went the route they did because I think it kind of gave them a an angle to kind of play like on that culture though and like use those designs you know like when he's in like his room like drawing on the wall like that was kind of a cool scene like and they could use that like bianca pointed to before like the headdress type stuff i think it just kind of gave them a way that like they could give a different look to a character while also kind of honoring like a different culture where in ways how wakanda honors certain cultures that's why i said i think they kind of wanted to i don't know like i just think Wakanda does that and Black Panther does that so well. I think it was just, so I think if they felt it was a good opportunity to introduce like another culture in a movie that already kind of, you know, expanded on that world into the MCU. That's why I think they went the route they did. Not that I, again, that's why I said, I don't disagree with your points, but I just think that's why they went the route that they did. You ever see the Mortal Kombat movie? 
Uh, the first one? No, most recent one or the, like the originals? The original. Oh, yeah. The guy that played, who's the villain? Uh, I can't think of the, you, you know yeah, what I'm talking about? Like What's the that? guy like, who played, the guy who played Shane Sun, like the main bad guy? Yeah. 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 I, I know who you're talking about. Perfect. Perfect name or I I was like when I first saw that movie, I was like, oh my God, that's the submariner. They need to make this movie now. Do you think maybe they didn't go that route because they're trying to I don't want to like say push, but like play that angle, play that culture with Shang-Chi? I yeah, probably, but it but if I was again, if I was head of Disney, I'd be like, I don't care. That's who he looks like. Get him. I want that guy, you know? <laughs> I mean, he's too old now, but maybe he's got a son. You know? Yeah, but I hear you saying, or somebody along those lines. I mean, like I said, yeah, that's why I said I don't disagree. But um, yeah, that was just my my thinking on why they went the route that they did. And at the end, I was okay with it just because I think I like, I think what got me to like him so much is I liked when he did do his kind of villainous parts. You know, he was kind of in somebody's face and he was kind of being like a little more on the mean side. And like I said, and then I loved how they portrayed him in action. Like the way he flew, it kind of almost looked like he was like walking in the air kind of because that's how that's how you'd have to fly with wings on your feet. You're not going to be able to like, you know, Superman fly. You know what I'm saying? So I just thought they just did a good job of like showing him in action. And I liked him in action. I guys that that. I'm going to see those movies for that still in a way. Like I want to see the cool action. So, yeah, that's why I think I was into him. Like when he was in battle, like in the main battle, and yeah. not necessarily fighting Shuri as the Black Panther, but like when you know you would see him kind of leap, and, and I was like, yeah, I could see Aquaman doing that. It, at least they got his shorts right, you know. Yeah, that. I was gonna say, yeah, at least they gave shorts, man. You know, at least he had that going for him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not everybody can look as good as Spider Man did, so no, there's no way home, you know. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, but uh, all right, who should we talk about now? We kind of talked about eh, maybe we didn't Shuri. Um, well, she's the the star basically of the movie. I would say, yeah, I think I they think did so. a good job of spreading it. Though, like I said to Bianca, when almost the movie was like first over, I said like, who would you say was like the main character? And like I would say, yeah, it is her. But that's what I kind of said earlier when we first gave our first opinions on the movie. I just think they did a really good job of of spreading the story out. And maybe that kind of goes along with you were saying why it didn't really feel like a direct sequel to black Panther. It was more like a Wakanda story. And I, I mean, I think they kind of had to go that route obviously because of what they chose to not recast. So, and I thought it was done well. That's where I said, I thought it was kind of cool to see like the way Mbaku was kind of dealing with things, obviously the way the mom was and Shiri and things like that. So, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I was okay with it. I like that we got to see a different side of Shuri in this movie. Like you were saying at the beginning, mm-hmm. Joe, we're, we're used to her being very silly and very um, nerdy and, and scientist-y. But, you know, a, a lot of that silliness and joy was coming from her relationship with T'Challa. So mm-hmm. because that's gone now, I think she was able to show a darker, sadder side of herself um, and a more a curious side of herself too. One of my favorite scenes and probably one of my favorite scenes was when uh, Namor was bringing her down to Talokan, his whole underwater uh, world when he put her in the diving suit and they had to go 
very, very deep down into the water. (laughs) It seemed like it took forever to get down there. Um, And I just loved watching her ingest everything and, and, uh, you know, enjoy (laughs) this new scenery and be an explorer. That was nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It was was definitely one of the better scenes in the movie for sure. You know, and then like avatar esque for me. Yeah, Yeah, it was her being down there with Riri and trying to figure out, you know, what's going on. And um, Namor did have a lot of scarier villainous moments, like when he would talk to Ramonda and stuff, but then he also had that kind of, maybe it was manipulative. Maybe it was really just, I'm trying to get you on my side moments with Shuri when he was just talking to her one-on-one as a respect, you know, you're a leader of your people. I'm a leader of my people. I'm going to give you this, token of my appreciation and respect for you the bracelet of my mom I mean he didn't have to give that to her at first I thought it was gonna be some kind of secret thing I, I thought maybe it was gonna yeah, be like, a, tra- like a, way to track a tracking her, device or something or something yeah I agree because I thought the same thing at first but the fact that it wasn't and the fact that it was just a gift I think was very powerful and meaningful that he gave that to her and then obviously it came into play later for her to create the synthetic herb um I was falling asleep at that point. So I couldn't (laughs) even think that he might've been doing something like that. (laughs) You're so crazy. (laughs) No, I loved, I loved that scene. I love the music in that scene. I mean, the music in this movie was really, really beautiful. Um, The score that was done by uh, Ludwig, Ludwig Gorenson. He's the same guy who does the score for the Mandalorian. You are on oh, fire yeah. with saying names, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that one, I, I don't know if I pronounced it right, but I try my best. Um, no, it works. <laughs> Ludwig, you got right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah, just to wrap that up, I thought Shuri did great. Uh, Letitia Wright did great. It was really cool to see a different side of her. Um, and then maybe we could talk about Riri, too, because I don't want to forget about her, about Ironheart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, yeah, I, I did like, you know, again, that he was trying to show that, you know, we're not evil people. This is, you know, what we're like. We just want to exist or, and I, I, not like they want to coexist. They just want to exist. It's like, we just want to be where we are. We don't want people barging into our land and all that. They, they were kind of brutal. Like when they killed all those people in the beginning and his whole, like, passion for wanting to kill Riri was, you know, a little unfounded, mm-hmm. um, you know, but I, yeah, I, I did like that scene. Cause it, it was trying to show that it's like, look, we're not all bad. We just want to exist. But, but he flips on a, on a dime. You know, like, he does. Yeah. I agree with that. But I guess he's like that in the comics too. Um, yeah. He is. Yeah. He has moments like that. All right. So you want to talk about Riri Williams? Yeah, I thought she was really cool. I thought she, her the actress was really cute and the way she portrayed her was fun and different. Um, uh, when Shuri and Okoye had to go get her at MIT was pretty funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I really liked her. I like that she had this whole, she's been doing this for a while. You know, she's been building this stuff and working on this stuff for a while. And she grew up... Uh, knowing about cars and knowing about science and the way things work with her dad. So um, I thought they did a really good job with her. No, are you yeah. sure? Um, I, I did like her as a character. Um, I thought we got just enough of her. 
Um, mm-hmm. It didn't feel like it was, you know, she felt like a very small part of the movie. Um, it felt like an introduction, like if that, if that's a good way, I guess, to put it. Um, but I would say, though, one of probably the only few things about the movie that I didn't like is I didn't really, um, Martin Freeman, you know, the Asian, right, like his, his little story, yeah. um, I just felt like it was there really more to have <laughs> something push forward the MCU because I feel like if his like side story wasn't there and showing that the, you know, Val is obviously onto things and now they're keeping tabs on Wakanda and stuff like that. Um, it would have felt like too centralized of just like a Wakanda black Panther movie, like it almost would have felt too standalone. Um, so that part, you know, like I didn't, I felt like his story was a little whatever, but, um, and I bring that up because obviously he was the reason they knew about Rebe and stuff like that. So, but no, but her as a character I'm excited for, now I'm a little more interested in her show. If that, you know, if that's what they're trying to do, I guess they did a good job there. But, uh, but yeah, I, I was okay with it. Like I said, cause I don't feel like we got too much of her. So that was a good thing. Well, Martin Freeman, I felt like he was the token white guy, even in the first movie. <laughs> and I was like, he didn't need to be in that movie. You know, yeah, it's like, he, like I said, he literally his entire story is in the movie just so they have a way that they can push forward like what's going on in the MCU, you know, because now they can say, oh, well, you know, obviously Val knows about Wakanda and this and that and blah, 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 because remember she was in, you know, Wakanda forever. And, you know, it's totally the only reason why. Yeah, it, it's it's just ridiculous. That bothered me in the first Black Panther movie. It's like, what does he have to be there for? You know, I they don't you. need him whatsoever. And then in this movie, he was married to Val. It's, it, yeah. I asked Jack if that was true. And he said, yeah, no. I don't, yeah, I don't know if she was saying it to be there's something there with that like yeah i don't i don't know but yeah, yeah it seems like, like his, they used to be married it yeah, sounds it, like they like, did yeah but that his, doesn't make any sense line, like i don't know who else they they probably wouldn't have been able to use anybody else because obviously it makes sense because like you said he already was in the first one and has the ties to wakanda but yeah his whole story was probably the only part of the movie that i was just like Meh. well they they should have used nick fury if they were going to have somebody yeah, to, to tie it. Too. yeah beyonce even said last night where's nick fury been <laughs> i said i said where's nick fury he's like been mia forever he hasn't he's been off world for way too long yeah, there's too much going on we need an update from nick yeah yeah but uh yeah so really again i didn't like her <laughs> um i didn't like the fact that she was and i asked jack about this i says how was she in the comics is she i know she's super intelligent and that she's able to build tech like tony stark and all that which is still pushing it a little bit um because she's like she's in the comics i think she was 15 yeah she's like i says but does she talk like she's hip and you know she's too cool for school and he's like no not not at all she's she's a nerd you know because she she likes to read about technology and uh, she's into physics and all this stuff and i was like well see that kind of annoys me you know like that they changed the character almost to like well we want the kids to like her, so we'll try to make it look like she's really cool. Even though she's really smart, she's also really cool. And I and I had a feeling that's what they did, and and that's what he told me. He says, "Yeah, she shouldn't be portrayed that way." Uh, I didn't like that. You know, it's like there's no reason yeah. why, you know, you can't be a black girl, intelligent, and embrace what you are without also, you know, having to, you know. They had, they had to push certain stereotypes on her that I, I don't think they needed to do. Um, I wasn't a fan of her costume, although I'm glad it wasn't a, a complete 
copy of one of Iron Man's costume. That, that gives me a little hope. It, it doesn't seem like she's a knockoff of Iron Man. I would say it's, you know, I'm glad it's goofy in a way, <laughs> you know, uh, it could be different when we see the series. But speaking of bad costumes, <laughs> that Midnight Angel thing, what the hell is that? That did look like the comics, though. I I saw images from I I didn't know comics. anything about it, you know, yeah. prior to that. No, yeah, it's a thing. Yeah, I had heard it, of it. it, it did, yeah, it did look pretty. It was pretty comic, pretty comic accurate. Yeah. Jack said he he never heard of it, so that's he really? was stumped on that one. Yeah. Wow, I had heard of the Midnight Angels only um, from watching YouTube videos of people kind of theorizing what was going to happen in this movie. Um, and then after the movie came out, I started seeing images from the comics and it looked pretty dead on. As but were they what they were, they were Wakandans? Yeah, they, the yeah. Midnight Angels, uh, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Shauna, but I think the Midnight Angels were a sort of subsect of the Dora Milaje that, um, might have been not necessarily approved by the Black Panther to go off and do other missions. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I'm like, like yeah, kind of like a covert, like a covert team, almost. You know, like a, you know, yeah, like a hush hush type thing. But yeah, no, they're right. they're, they're in the comics. They they are. Um, I the the outfits are pretty. They're they're pretty similar. Um, they're a little more, maybe a little more sleek. Yeah, I would say maybe in the comics than they are than we got on screen. But no, they're a thing from Wakanda. Like think of them almost like we think like the stormtroopers. I have like the level of stormtroopers. You know, like mm -hmm. they're like a higher ranking mm -hmm. stormtrooper type thing. Yeah. Well, again, to me, she looked like a blue predator. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it yeah. was a little weird looking. I agree. I, just think I, it, I agree. Like, I, I, I think it would have been better if um, they didn't maybe have the mask come up. Like, I know why they did it. So you can still have the actor or whatever. But I think if they just would have kept it more of like a helmet type thing, I think that would have been cooler. Yeah, I, I would have redesigned it just to make it look more kick ass if. if if it is in the comics, I, you know, if I if I saw it in the comics, I'd probably not be a fan of it either if it looked like that. Uh, but I know that that she made fun of it, too, in the mm -hmm. beginning. Yeah. Oh, is it Okio? Right. Okoye. Okoye. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she did. I, I was going to say that like a couple times throughout the movie. She's like, let me check in on this. Mm, I still don't like it. <laughs> yeah, she's like, so is that the final look? Or, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, Nakia. Um, she, yeah. Well, I, I was gonna say she, uh, was helpful more than I thought she was going to be. Um, she was involved more than I thought she was going to be. But her going down to get, uh, Shuri and Riri from the Talokan world kind of backfired because she ended up killing one of Namor's people. So I think that might've been uh, a mistake on her part. I obviously ended up being a mistake on her part. That was surprising too. I, I, you know, I'm saying it was surprising just writing wise. I would never expect them to do something like that because it, it did make it look like not that she was fully bad, but she, she definitely did a bad thing that she didn't have to do. You know? Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. 
Um, I mean, I, I like that we got that again. She was another character that we saw her, how she was dealing with, you know, the lost, uh, you know, grieving, you know, things like that. Um, again, that seems to be the overarching theme of the movie. So I like that we got to see that as she happened to be, she, she explained why she wanted from Wakanda. Obviously there is obviously a deeper reason too, because you know, the sun and things like that, but no, I mean, but I, I would agree with that scene. It did show a different side of her, but again, I mean, you know, I guess maybe they kind of hinted at that in the first movie when she was out of Wakanda doing her thing, you know, and mixed with other, you know, people and stuff like that. So maybe, oh, she, yeah, has, I, yeah, I maybe, also, she, has, maybe she has a little bit of a side to her that, you know, is more violent at times if needed, I guess. Yeah. She, she's kind of, she's kind of like a secret agent. I also yeah. really liked when she went and visited the older Mayan woman. And at first she's speaking Spanish to her and the woman's like, go away, go away. And then she starts speaking the Talocan language and the lady's like, ah, oh, okay, I'll talk to you now. So that was pretty interesting. I wasn't expecting that from her. Yeah. Yeah, I, I again, and I feel like the one that took a, a backseat to everything was M'Baku. He didn't have much screen time. Yeah, and, and, I, and I, could, I could always use more M'Baku. Um, I think it's kind of cool, though, that it looks like he's going to be the, the, the king, de facto king, since nobody was there to challenge him. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I do. I, I do hear you on that, though. He could have used maybe like another scene or two or maybe like give him a little bit more of like a solo action scene. You know, yeah. like it would have been cool if like when he when Namor, even though Namor does eventually do that punch to him, maybe have their fight last a little longer. Yeah. You know, maybe not just have it be, oh, he misses him and then, um, you know, he does the one punch and that's it. True. I, I, I would have wrote their first encounter a little differently because it was even cool. They even set it up to be a little different. He's jumping off the boat, you know, like I would have had him get a good hit in and do like a scuffle and then he gets the punch. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. hear you on that. I think M'Baku scenes were few, but the ones that he got were impactful. Yeah. yeah, definitely when he talks to when he talks to Shiri, that's another one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Yeah. When when, when she first comes down and they have their little that that was that was written well, I thought. Mm-hmm. So okay. yeah, I'll have this come to you know another favorite scene in, in the movie for me is when Shuri finally is able to synthesize the flower and she she takes it and uh, she sees Killmonger. You know, that was a surprise mm-hmm. to me. I went in blind for a change, too. Yeah, to me these, too. Oh, okay. I, I don't usually read spoilers. I do. But I was, uh, you know, there was a part of me that really wasn't too interested in the movie. And I was like, it was a day before. And I was like, screw it. I'm just going to go in blind, you know. So I was shocked that he was in the movie. Yeah, me too. Very shocked. But it was cool to see him. Michael B. Jordan does a great job. Yeah, he really does. He really does have a great job at that character. That well, was my, cool. And, and, I, and I just thought it was cool that it was that, um, you know, she's showing you also that she's a little different from T'Challa. You know, that she's going to be her own Black Panther in a way. I think that was kind of cool, too. But in the first movie, wasn't he redeemed at the end? You know, didn't he kind of ad- admit that? And I, I haven't seen the first movie in a while you know, um, before this came out, but you know, when he was dying, didn't he basically? Um, well, uh, he was dying. Go ahead, Vance. He was dying next to T'Challa and T'Challa was basically saying, you know, 
let's just bring you back to the lab. We might be able to help you out. Might be able to fix you. Might be able to save you. And he says, no, I want to die an honorable death, like a King's death. Um, yeah. And he had, Oh, he, he was impaled by something. Yeah. And, and yeah, that, he had stabbed. yeah. Yeah. And that was kind of keeping him like baseline alive. And then when he was like, no, I just want to die an honorable death. He took it out and falls and then he dies at the end because i just watched it <laughs> oh yeah, yeah i know you're you telling me <laughs> yeah. so that's good yeah, yeah like you said very shakespearean yeah so he's so he's on his own like in the spirit world oh i i see what you're saying yeah like why is he not in that big tree in the ancestral plane what do you think about that sean yeah i mean maybe that's a good question I mean, maybe because i don't know Maybe we, he because he wasn't really a worthy Black Panther. I, I don't know. I would have to look into that. I didn't really. I, I just took it as when you take the herb, you're going to see kind of like, I don't know, like, I don't want to say like your inner self, but like almost like how like what you're feeling at that moment that's going to grant you to be the Black Panther. And I think at that moment she was feeling what he felt when he died, it was, you know, was that vengeance I have, this is why I want to do it. Like, and I think that's why she saw him. That's how I took that scene. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm not, you know, under, maybe I took it differently, but no. that's why I thought she saw him. I didn't think it had anything to do with like him not being worthy of being up in the tree and stuff like that. I, I think it was also fear too, because, yeah, you know, she, uh, she had to take it. Um, but she also, she had the guilt of not being able to save T'Challa. And I think she also had a fear of, of not being, you know, a true black Panther or, you know, a, a good one anyway. And that may have caused her to, to see Killmonger, which again, I was glad to see him, you know, and I, I think that that definitely helped the movie by including him. I agree. It, it was a nice addition. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. You know who I was uh, surprised to see so many times was Anderson Cooper. <laughs> yeah, Is I he laughed the only when he first reporter? came on. <laughs> like he's on at nighttime, he's on at daytime. You know? Yeah, he's the only one doing cameos like that. But uh, yeah, that is true. But it's kind of funny he's doing cameos. <laughs> yeah. No, I just thought it was weird that like when we first saw him, I think it was at night. You know, is like the news, and then it was the next time we saw him, it was in the afternoon. And I was like, oh, geez, they couldn't even afford to get someone else to do someone like for the morning slot. And, and he I, was wasn't in- sh- I wasn't oh, sure it's- if it was um, a live broadcast when when Ross ever K. Ross goes into Val's kitchen or I don't know if she was in his kitchen, but she kind of like DVR'd Anderson Cooper and oh, she like pressed be. play. That's what it seemed like to me. Yeah. And he was in Batman v Superman, too. That like gets around something though. Yeah, Val is definitely up Val's to something. a character we got to keep our eyes on. Yeah. Do you, yeah. Was was she saying that she got to the bridge crime scene first, bugged the beads, and then left them there for Everett K. Ross to find? Yeah, that's what she oh, said. Oh wow, what she said. Yeah, very uh, sketchy of her. <laughs> very, very, very sneaky. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think of the bridge fight, Joe? Because I read that that was one of the longest scenes for them to shoot with the Koye and the Telecon people. No, I thought the fight with her, I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You know? um, 
I, I kind of feel like some of the killer whales, they, they looked a little CGI-ish. Yeah. Um, they, they, there were some CGI problems, but not major ones. Uh, it, the one thing, and again, I discussed this with Jack too, and I think this is Disney again, um, pushing like body positivity, but I was kind of surprised. I'm going to call them Atlanteans because I <laughs> don't know their names. You would think that they would be in pretty damn good shape, you know, at swimming constantly. They, it, I seen a lot of them seem to, you know, display that they were overweight or had big bellies and all that. And uh, eating a lot of fish. They're eating a lot of fish. <laughs> they're, they're going to, uh, oh, what's that? Uh, I not Arthur Tree Shark Fish and Chips or whatever. Uh, using too much sauce there, you know, too much, yeah. Well, his um, his his second in command guy, Atuma. I'm just looking up his name now. Again, I'm pretty sure that's how he looks in the comics. He's like yeah, a he, big. He is more of a cocky, is oh, more is he? cocky guy. He, yeah. he also eventually turns on Namor, mm. which I'm, I'm sure. Which I don't know what they're gonna do with Namor moving forward. I'm curious if they're gonna keep him more just in the Black Panther like franchise, or if they're eventually gonna have him interact with other people. I would imagine. He's going to eventually interact with other people, but, um, but I think the why for now, like why they kind of left it as, Hey, you just go back into your thing. We want, and nobody will bother you. You know, I promise. I think that was the easy way to say, listen, so we can have him go hiding now for as long as we want. And whenever we want to have him pop up, we can, you know? So. All right. So I'm just looking since it's like about 12 and usually the box office numbers come out. Mm-hmm. So it made 180 million domestically, which I didn't think it was going to, and it made 330 million globally. Hmm. So I think it kind of let's see fell a little short of expectations internationally because um, mm-hmm. they were expecting like 360, 370, or something like that. Um, but that's I, pretty I, good. I think that's a good start, yeah. Yeah. Um, what I was going to say is let's just uh, let's get to, unless you have anything else you want to say, we'll rank the movies in phase Ooh, four. Boy, here we go. <laughs> and then if you yeah. if you have some time, maybe we'll maybe we'll just do uh Namor or Namor Namor. Uh we will do Wakanda Forever News. Um, yeah. Okay. So, Sean, what are your rankings? Uh, I right. have seven, but if you want to include you know, the TV shows, you're, you're welcome to do that, too. Yeah. I, so, I, I, have, I only have rankings with the shows included. Okay. Um, so, I mean, I guess I'll just do it that way. But, I mean, okay. obviously, just, you, know, you can obviously take out the shows and there will be the movie order. So, my order um, for phase four, and I guess I'll, I'll start ducking now. Um, so number one is No Way Home, then Wakanda Forever, Loki, uh, Shang-Chi, Moon Knight, Love and Thunder, Hawkeye, WandaVision, Doctor Strange 2, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Eternals, She-Hulk, Miss Marvel, What If, and Black Widow. And oh, I only wow. really have What If that low, um, only because I feel like that is, it's really one off from everything going on in the MCU. And I just think it's a more of an animation project thing than it is like, I think we don't really have to like 
superly, superly pay attention to it, but I've watched all of them, a couple of them more than once, but that's, I do like what it, but I only have it that low just because I don't think it really is like a true, like, you know, phase four MCU project, if that makes sense. Yeah. And it's supposed to be fictional. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Yeah, I forgot what if, so I kind of just hastily scribbled it. Oh, in you got you, you got the TV shows in there too. <laughs> yeah. Damn, I'm gonna be in. Okay. <laughs> All right. So again, I have not watched Eternals, so I can't really factor that in. Um, and I am gonna include Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special in this, even though it hasn't come out yet. It, I, I think that's Phase Four. <laughs> I'm not gonna, inc- I'm not gonna inc- include it in my list, but I have that off to the side. As, okay, all right. You know, a as, little note. It's, gonna, it's yeah. gonna eventually get a spot. Yes, exactly. All right. So my number one is also Spider-Man: No Way Home. Uh, then I have Loki, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, Moon Knight, Hawkeye, WandaVision, Shang Chi, She-Hulk, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. Thor, Love and Thunder, What If, Black Widow, Miss Marvel. And that's my ranking. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not going to rank any TV shows because I didn't think to do it, <laughs> which is good in a way uh, for me because you guys would really hate me. Although I, <laughs> I I mostly don't like most of the Marvel shows. Although I, I did kind of enjoy She-Hulk, which is odd for me. Uh yeah, I, it, it was it it was it was very She-Hulk. Like if that's a comic you read, then you would understand why they completely took that route with the show. Like I, it's a very yeah. very sitcommy type comic almost too at times. It, it's just a, you know I, I thought it was like a it was a sitcom, a bit of a it comedy. Totally was, and mm-hmm. it was light, and I, I didn't think we needed that too. Um, so I'm going, I would say, by entertainment factor. Because story-wise, I don't think any of these movies are, you know, too too great. But uh, Thor: Love and Thunder, I I just I watched that wow. a couple of times, and uh, not that it's great, you know, it's but I, I enjoyed it. Uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Black Widow, Spider Man: No Way Home, Eternals, Wakanda Forever, and Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Oh, Shang-Chi hmm. the last. Wow. Yes. Yeah, I, I didn't like the lead actor of Shang-Chi. Oh, really? Yeah, no, I I, I like him. And I love um I love Mandarin and their whole entire relationship. He was good. Yeah. yeah. Um and I love the fight and like and I love the fighting so much that I'm like, you know, I can't, you know, like yeah, like I love that, that kind of fighting. Like I love like the close combat karate and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it just I movie a lot yeah the only movies i've watched multiple times has been thor doctor strange and spider-man no way home and uh the other ones it's like once was enough for me um and it's weird because i again i remember like the early marvel like i must have watched iron man like 10 times uh and even iron man 2 and iron man 3 it's like all these movies i was just watching over and over and over again whenever they would come even thor dark world i watched a couple of times <laughs> and um but these new ones they just are not doing it for me i i can't, you know like i feel like they're being a little preachy uh and i'm just glad phase 4 is over and i i hope that phase 5 is is better than 
what we got from phase four. Um, how about the, uh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I, I would just say, I, I think phase personally, I think phase five is going to do, um, a better job of like pushing forward where this is going. Um, just because, especially because one of the movies being Ant-Man three, you know, quantum mania, and we obviously know that's going to involve a lot of Kang or Kang stuff, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, I, I think they, I don't, I think at least this is just my opinion. I think when some people are watching some of these newer Marvel movies, this phase, why they're not really, like you just said, maybe having that repeat value or it's, or it's hitting you is because we don't really know where this is going. And a lot of the other movies, like we were watching it and like we knew it involved like one of the stones or it had a mid credit scene or post credit scene that obviously set up something else and things like that. And if you think about most of post credit scenes in the phase four, they're like really for the movie you just watched. They're not like some of them push some do some stuff, but a lot of them are like more like pushing forward that franchise story, like the Black Panther one. Yeah, it sets up a T'Challa in the future, but really that was more like an emotional part for the Black Panther franchise. You know that, look, we have another T'Challa. He's out there. He had a son. You know what I'm saying? So that's just my opinion on why phase four might not be hitting the way it was the other phases had. Well, I think, too, it's kind of like it's safe phase one started off with where you had the Eternals and uh, Shang-Chi and Werewolf by Night and Moon Knight. I don't think it would have ever gotten off the ground. And I, I feel like that's what they're doing. They're giving us some movies and stories, but we really want to see other movies and stories. Like we want to see Captain. We love Captain America, Iron Man, because, you know, they're popular. Um, right. No, I, I get it. I, I agree with that point, too, for sure. They're definitely yeah. going deep into Pandora's box. I, I don't disagree with that. They are. Yeah. Yeah. I just think they should have cushioned it more with something more popular. Uh, you know, it's I appreciate them taking a risk. Like I love Guardians. Like I would I always said it's like they're out of their friggin' mind to make a movie Guardians of the Galaxy. It's just, you know, talking raccoon. And it has a ride. <laughs> yeah. I'm but I love it. I think it's Crazy. my favorite Marvel movie. You know, the first one. Yeah. Oh, um, the, the first one is is a, one of the best. Yeah. yeah, top three for me for sure. Just because like they did something with that, I, I just didn't think that they could do. They like I always say they they did more with less, or James Gunn did, and I I think that's. I mean I I was just blown away from the, you know, I wouldn't say the opening scene, the scene where where Quill is getting the first stone, you know, mm-hmm. and he's he's singing to, uh, you know, hey now whatever. Yeah, so, yeah, I, mean, I, I know, I know you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, it was just like they just made me so happy to see that scene, you know. I, and that was the first time too. Indiana Jones was in a way too. Yeah, that they incorporated music into agreed, agreed. a Marvel movie, and now they do it too much. I mean, James Gunn can do it; <laughs> no one else should do it. You know? Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, because he did it well with. Pe- I don't know. If, I don't know. If, I know it's like off topic, but he did it well with the Peacemaker TV show as well. Yeah. <laughs> My nephew keeps telling me to watch that. Oh, Peace it's great. Maker. Like, I know it's, it's all topic, says. But it, it's fantastic. You should definitely watch it. How many episodes is it? Do you know? Uh, I think it's like eight. And, all they're, right, all, and they're not long. They're all like 35, 40 minutes. It's not like they're hour, okay. an hour or anything. Yeah, no, no. I'm, it's good. I'm just not a fan of John Cena, but oh, okay. I, I do give hear it it's great. I, I, I will. I'll, I'll give it a shot. Um. So where would you say that this ranks? within the MCU, lower tier, Whoa. top I mean, tier. Now, now you're tier. asking a lot of questions. Right, hold on. <laughs> hmm. 
Hmm. Um, All right. Well, we'll have Bianca go first, then you could think yeah. about it, Sean. You know, I if could, I'm if I'm, I'm factoring in a multitude of things, so that's the storyline, the acting, the visuals, the overall feeling of the movie, and just how much I liked it personally. It would probably be at the top of the middle tier. You know what I mean? It's not better than Civil War. It's not better than Winter Soldier. It's not better than the first Guardians. But it's definitely very, very good. And um, if there's, I, I don't know how many MCU movie there, movies there are, but if there's- 28 th- or 29 now. Okay, so I was going to say, if there's 30, then it would probably be uh, with the, within the top 15. Okay. And Sean? Um, so I have, I'm looking at my list on my computer. So I have the first Black Panther at 12 out of basically what I'll say 29 with this being the 29th movie. Um, Shang-Chi at 13. So I definitely liked it a little bit more than Shang-Chi, but I don't think I liked it better than the first Black Panther. Mm. I mean, so I would say if I were to redo my list, probably like kind of like Bianca said, maybe somewhere in the middle, I would probably say somewhere between like 14 and probably 16, 17, probably somewhere in that range, maybe a spot or two higher. But yeah, I don't think it'd be much higher than that. It wouldn't be in the top 12 for sure. Definitely not. Well, it's easy for me. It's uh, (laughs) I would say it's lower bottom tier. And the problem for me, again, it's not the sequel that I, I wanted. I wanted to see. Black Panther 2, The Return of T'Challa. And um, but they what they gave us, it wasn't it, w- it was a good effort. You know, again, like I said, I think the the acting was very good. It's just I, I guess that's in the back of my mind that we could have had a better movie for me anyway. I guess they had to do with the, what what they had to they had to use what they had. And I just went wish they would have went a different route. Um I mean, like I said, I I definitely see both sides. Like I understand why they maybe felt it was too soon or wanted to honor his character, you know, him as an actor and things like that. Um, I also think, especially not that I want to say it was a good time, but you know, we are in kind of a, a, like a somber moment in the MCU. I mean, obviously we're still coming Mm -hmm. off of Endgame and Tony sacrifice and caps not around and stuff like that. So it kind of does fit in a little bit to where the Marvel world is right now, I guess you could say, or at least, you know, 616, however you want to word it now. But, um, but yeah, like I said, I, I see the other side too. Don't get me wrong. He was a cool character. Um, his introduction in Civil War is one of the best things in Marvel, you know, that we yeah. got. So, you know, it was. So I, I totally see your side too. And, um, but I just think they went with the more emotional, you know, heartstring thing and, let Sherry do it for a little bit. And I'm sure eventually we'll get some type of other black man there. What's bizarre with civil war. If not for Spider-Man, like he would have been so much huger, you know, I, oh, think, for I sure. yeah, I, I, I loved him. And so, I mean, you know, and he I would it. say, yeah, it's so tough. It's like, who is my favorite character in civil war? Uh, you know, or my favorite new character, because, he did such a great job and i love this costume that it was a, a real costume and not like was, this. yeah i agree with you yeah it, it, it did look he looked even though it was cool what they gave him like the, the future movies i'll always appreciate how he looked in civil war i i agree with that. yeah agreed and i remember like even behind the scenes 
and we were seeing like them using ropes like when he was like climbing walls and everything and people were look at the, looking at the costume and like oh this is going to be horrible <laughs> it's going to be such a mess and then he just blew us away just as T'Challa and as Black Panther but Spider-Man just coming to the MCU was just so huge and that they got him so right and that his costume looked good it's really really rough uh, you know, but it's, it's unfortunate because, you know, it's not unfortunate because I'm glad Spider-Man's there. But originally, Spider-Man was not going to be. It was like a last minute thing. Yeah, um, I remember. I remember he, all that was supposed to was going down. Yeah, he would own that movie. For sure. But you know what? But I th- and thinking about it now, especially when they show like the, um, the intro and kind of the, also the way the movie ended when they're showing him like in the clips when Shiri, you know, is having her moment. Um, I always think like at least, you know, like I'm glad he did get those moments in the MCU. You know, it's not like he just had like civil war and then he had the unfortunate sickness. And then, you know, like he really did leave a mm. like a really good mark on his time as Black Panther. And don't get me wrong again. Wish we could have gotten more. And I know he does, too. But at least he had his moments to shine. He had some really cool moments at the same time. So yeah. Agreed. Very true. All right. So let's get into the news. So uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever has been banned in China. Hey, wow. And, why? Uh, do you know why? I mean, could you guess why? Huh? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I kind of saw this coming, and I kind of was like, I thought it was coming out in China, and I was like, hmm, that got through to China, huh? That one of the, you know, the Dora. <laughs> Dora Milaje. Thank you. Uh, I. And, I forget, and then their names, I always get mixed up. Ao, Ao, <laughs> right? Okay. So at the end. Oh yes. Okay. Yeah, I think that, doesn't she give like uh, her lover a kiss on the head or something like her, that? Her, yeah, her and another one of the newer Dora Milaje. Yeah. Yeah, uh, they're like in a relationship. They show at the end. Oh yes, mm-hmm. yes. Oh, so China said no, no to that. I got it. Got it. Mm-hmm. Got it. But you know, it's funny with. That, you know, they did the same thing with Rise of Skywalker, where I think that they do things that'll piss off one group. And then the other group will be like, well, you didn't do enough, you know, for us, because yeah, it, it's weird that they, I can understand both groups in a way, you know, it's like, if you're going to do something, do it, you know, it's don't like just tease it to say you know almost like 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 look we are inclusive about the lgbtq community but don't do like i yawn and it's like it happened <laughs> you know or it's like i sneeze and, and i missed it or something like that i hear you, I, know, I hear you but also too like i mean and i guess it's this would kind of defeat the purpose and i guess it, that's it's a maybe a bigger slap in the face but couldn't they just like remove it and still release it in china well they've done that they did that with rise of skywalker you know, exactly. so, maybe I guess maybe Disney didn't want to do that route. Well, Disney originally they removed it from Rise of Skywalker. Maybe they're not because they're taking such a big stand. You know, I'm saying with, like, maybe they're afraid of like the well, took it out. You know, yeah, because like look at all the problems they had with uh, Lightyear when they took that out originally. You right, know, and then right. then they had to put it back in, and they also you know what, what happened with DeSantis. I I think that they have to. Now that they're, they're, you know, have a specific stance, I don't think that they can falter from it because it'll, 
it'll cause problems. You no, know? I get it. I, I, I understand what you're saying. Um, but you know what else was banned it was Black Adam. I still haven't seen it. I, I've had a lot of friends see it and some are loved it or I shouldn't say loved it, but liked it enough. And some are just like, yeah, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's DC with the rock, <laughs> but yeah, but I'm not, you know, it's a good, you know, popcorn action flick. That's a, yeah. the, that, that's a way a couple of my friends described it. It's like, it's perfect for that. Yeah, I no, haven't like, seen it either, but just real quick, just, I um, listened to the episode with you and Dan talking about it. So I heard some of the, plot points and some of the important moments there no and i mean you know he is it's the rock like he he doesn't really have much range but it's cool like when he's out there and he's killing people and he's flying looks pretty cool you know the action scenes are really good but the story is like eh, yeah yeah that's, a, yeah, that's the, the, that's kind of the overall like feeling i got from like most of the reviews and stuff that i read it's pretty much what you just said is like the conscious i think summary of the movie so the reason why they're banning uh, Black Adam is because Pierce Brosnan took a picture with the Dalai Lama a few years ago. <laughs> I mean, Pierce, what are you doing, Pierce? Man, and, and, and that thing's for him because apparently he's like one of the best parts of the movie, Dr. Fate. He, well, I he love is. <laughs> and I can't stand Pierce Brosnan. And I was like, see, but I'm honest, you know, it's like yeah, I am fair. I love Dr. Fate, though. He's a, he's an underrated DC character. He, he was very good in it. I will say, you know, yeah. like he, he was, I, I would say for the most part, even like the, um, the justice society, I, I like them too, but they were the B team. It's, it's kind of like when Deadpool, you know, he couldn't get all the X-Men. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> he got the leftovers. Yeah. He get Colossus. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I would check it out if it goes, comes to HBO max or something like that. Uh, for sure. So and I'll, of course, I'll, I'll definitely watch it. I just, yeah, it's one of those things you watch it at some point. You got to watch the end credit scene. Oh, yeah. It's, no, I've heard, but no, I, that, that will, that will make alone will make me watch because that I'm very excited for. Because, like, I was telling Bianca and my sister, Man of Steel is one of my favorite comic book movies in general. I'm a big yeah. fan of him playing Superman. I, I love the way he does it. So I'm very happy that he's, you know, quote unquote back. Yeah. I mean, that's my favorite, I would say, of the DCEU is uh man of steel I, I love man of steel I, i'm a big fan too um and, and it's a great scene you know it's funny because i've seen it on video where people are reacting to it in theaters and they flip out oh yeah and for he, sure oh no people were dying for him and i don't play like i say because he just he does such a good job in the role he looks the part he plays it well it's just like you know yeah. and he just and we haven't got enough of him and we know he can do so much more you know so it's and like he got screwed back. Yeah, he definitely got screwed because, you know, it's like, yeah, Superman is like they try to push like, well, Batman is the face of DC. It's like eh, oh. Superman. Yeah. Um, but it, it's funny, though, because like people just flip out when they see it. And that was happened to my audience, too. No one clapped during the whole movie of Black Adam. But when that scene showed up, everybody clapped. And every time I see that scene, <laughs> I get the chills, even when I'm talking about it. I get the chills, you know. Yeah, I know. I, so, I, I can imagine. No, I'm I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very happy they're going that route and they got smart and very cool. They hired James Gunn. So hopefully in the next few oh, years, yeah. yeah, we get a because like I've always said it, you know, I, I do like Marvel better, but DC has some really cool characters and stories that they can tell. It's not, I mean, they've been around for a long time for a reason, you know. So yeah. Yeah, no, my favorites are Superman, 
Spider-Man and Batman, you know? You know, see? Yeah, see, like, I, I, like, I like Superman and Batman, too. I'm also a big Flash guy. I've, I've, always, I've always liked the Flash for whatever reason. I don't, I don't know why. I just always have. But, yeah, but, no, there's some other characters. Like I said, Dr. Fate, but that's getting, you know, now we're getting to, like, you know, but, but yeah, no. I, I'm, I'm way more optimistic about DC's future now Absolutely. than I am Marvel. Absolutely which is a good thing. You know, we all win in, in the process. It's like, we, absolutely. I agree with that. That's what I'm I mean, saying. it's funny. Like when, when you see how you have DC fans fighting Marvel fans and it's like, come on guys, can we all get along? We should be happy <laughs> that we're getting good superhero movies, you know, or More the potential. Marriott. That's the way it should be. Yeah. Um, so people are already pushing for Angela Bassett to be nominated for an Oscar for Wakanda forever. What do you guys think? We didn't even talk about <laughs> one thing. Oh but... yeah, that's true. Big spoiler. Yeah. We didn't talk about. Um, I mean, listen. I I think the the scenes where she needed to be, you know, like it was her scene. I think she owned them. If you if you want to word it that way, or I think she did a really good job. Um, I don't even know if she had enough screen time. To, maybe she had enough screen time to qualify. To get supporting actor, actress. Actress. Yeah. I mean, listen. It would be one of those things where if I saw it happen, I would be like, all right, I can, I can understand it. I can definitely respect it. But at the same exact time too, it's a comic book movie. And I know how they kind of have that weird, you know, stigma, like, Oh, it's a comic book movie. So whatever. But listen, like I said, she did a really good job. Um, her, we're, if we're going to spoil it now, I mean, her death was a moving part of the movie. Um, I kind of actually liked that the scene stayed on her a little bit, like showing her swim up. Like showing that she was making like that set or we didn't know it was sacrifice at the time, but I just liked it. It showed that she wasn't that, you know, she wasn't just like just a queen, you know, that she could do things. She really was saving this person. I kind of liked that. Like, I think it gave a little bit more weight to when that she did die. Oh, we actually saw her sacrifice. Now that you look back on it, not just her swimming up to the ocean, you know, top, whatever. So mm. um, no, I thought she did really good, especially the throne scene was top notch. Yeah. I think Angela Bassett did a great job. Her death was a surprise. I didn't see it coming. Um, but I think it was more of a plot device to kind of move Shuri's story along and to make Namor look even more villainous because yeah. ultimately, you know, he's the reason she drowned. Um, sh- I mean, sure. Give her an Oscar. That'd be great. Give more Marvel, <laughs> give more Marvel <laughs> actors Oscars. You get one, you get one. Yeah. To me, um, I enjoy more of a nuanced performance. You know, her being very emotional and vocal and loud is wonderful and is definitely hard to do. But I think a harder job is being more quiet and making a bigger impact, kind of like what Shuri did and what Namor did. So I would be more on board with giving one of them an Oscar. But if she gets an Oscar, great. Yeah, I like that scene that I said, like with her, and uh, I know I mispronounce her name all the time, <laughs> Okayo, like when she <laughs> ripped her a new one. Yeah. I thought that was really, really good. Yeah, and definitely one of the better scenes in the movie, for sure. I, I would like to see her nominated. Again, I haven't seen a ton of movies. I don't know all of the performances out there, but I will say that she, I think she was above the rest of them in her performance. And I was shocked that they killed her off. Uh, I was shocked they killed anybody off because of the way they've been lately. Um, but no, you, you know, it, it, it also is just kind of weird too with Namor that 
he did do that. And he was like, well, she had it coming, you know, uh, he didn't say that exactly, but basically that was, that's what he implied. I mean, he was cold blooded after she died. He, yeah. he was floating there and he said, mourn you're dead, you know, get yourself together. And I'm going to be back in a week. He said that to Shuri, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, and then floated and flew away in his little hop, hop flight. They think, you know, <laughs> And it's hard for someone like that to to be a hero in the MCU. Like again, like when Kylo Ren kills Han Solo, it's like, well, can he turn? You know, after all the bad things he's done. And I kind of look at Namor like that too. Like that he just killed Shuri's mother. And it's like not a big deal. Again, she had it coming. I'll be back pretty soon. Okay. Get ready. I mean, I don't think we ever looked at Kylo Ren as a good guy, and maybe we'll never see Namor as a good guy. No, but we, we feel like he was manipulated to to join the dark side and that uh, maybe mm. he would have redeemed himself at some point. But others were like, no way. Well, he did kind of redeem himself at the end. I mean, like the, the, that's why that's why I think they did. They wrote it the way they did is I um like I mentioned earlier like letting him kind of like now they can kind of like put him back there, you know, in his world. And when they want to bring him back, because I, I have to be honest, I don't think his story is done. You know, he has a lot no. of connection to like the fantastic four, um, depending how deep they go into the lore of secret wars and the King stuff. I mean, Namor played some stuff in those stories and things like that. So, and like his world did, you know, like Atlantis always had something to do with like anytime, any type of world domination thing was going down, you know? So He'll be back. And maybe, like I said, and maybe it will be at first it may come across as a villainous thing, but then like I said, maybe his people turn on him and he realizes his only friends are the Avengers or those or those people, you know. But I have to imagine at some point in time he's gonna quote unquote, maybe not be a full-fledged good guy, but he's gonna eventually be more good than he is, I want to say bad. My opinion. I think they might bring him back in the Ironheart series, but that's a, a long shot. I would mostly think they would bring him back in the next Avengers movie. You know? Yeah, that's what I would that that's what I would think too. Like Secret Wars or like the King thing, because again, because like you know, if Kang's trying to take over the world or this this and that, you know, I mean, now his country's going to be affected. Or like they're saying, I mean, if Wakanda needs the help, you know, like hey, now they know. That's what I'm saying. It's it's an easy. There's so many easy ways they can just look. Namor is back. You know, that's why I think they ended it the way they did. Not that I mean want it to be that way, but I just, you know, that's just how writing works sometimes, you know? You don't want to leave yourself in a corner, and they certainly didn't. So Yeah, you know, and it's it's weird. You you mentioned Quantumanium and and uh, we talked about it, I think, last week, the trailer reaction. I really liked it, the trailer, because I'm not yeah, a huge I'm, I'm fan. I'm very, very excited for that movie. Might be the one of the most pumped for in phase five, but I'm very excited for it. And you know what was funny too is is the guy who plays Kang, I forget his name. Um, majors. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't on board with him because the first time we saw him was in Loki and he just was too nice for me, you know? I love that scene so much. But uh, then I saw him in the trailer for Creed 3 and I was like, I like this guy, you know? He looks like he <laughs> yeah. could play a bad guy, you know? Yeah. And uh, so I am definitely on board now. So I'm looking forward to him. And and yeah, he was good in the trailer too. And Dan was saying too that uh, 
we had seen the um the leaked disney uh d23 trailer it's he's more aggressive yeah that's what i I was telling bianca there's a line that he says to like ant-man when like ant-man tells him that he's an avenger that his name is ant-man he's like you know like how is that possible type thing he's like what do you mean he's like because i already killed you or something yeah those lines yeah yeah, so I'm surprised that I'm looking forward to Ant-Man 3 because, I, I, you know, they were good movies, but it's, I'm not a huge Ant-Man fan. And they're probably both the bottom tier for me. Um, but, well, I, I, I like the first one more than the second one, but I, yeah. I will always, I'll always love him because I'm just that big of a Paul Rudd fan. So, like, Paul I Rudd can, is I very can, good. He I makes can watch him, like, you know, just sitting in a room playing video games for like an hour, you know, just being yeah. Paul Rudd. Agreed. I, yeah. Yeah. So, he definitely brings a lot to the series. He does, for sure. Anyway, I guess that's about it. Uh, although, I did want to bring up one thing. We didn't really talk about the fight between Shuri as the Black Panther. True. Yeah. Hello. Oh, yeah. Let's talk How, about that. Well, well, even Shuri's entrance as the Black Panther, when she finally has the outfit yeah. on and she drops down and M'Baku yells, the Black Panther lives. Like, that was a pretty cool moment. Um, I thought she looked really cool in the suit too. I liked her suit. I like how it had her ceremonial dots on it. I agree. And, and I like how it looked like it was a combination of both the gold and the silver. You know how like um, how uh, Killmonger. Killmonger. Was, right. It looked like it was a combination of both. So I guess that kind of also makes sense. The yeah. way she saw him and then I guess her mom at the end. So I guess it kind of, you know, why she's her outfits a little bit of both. Um, it's funny because in the first Black Panther Shuri gives T'Challa two options, the yep. gold one the and silver. then the thinner silver one. And mm-hmm. he says, well, I'm trying to be a little low key. So I'm going to go for the silver one. And immediately when Killmonger becomes Black Panther, he just goes for the really ornate, fancy gold one. Cause that's just the kind of person he is, you know? So, right. mm-hmm. so that that's was cool. That, that was cool. That Shuri's was sort of a mix of the two. Yeah, no, I, I like the end. Um, for me, the end battle, I liked a lot. Their fight between each other, I thought was was really brutal. Uh, probably one of the more brutal, like, you know, end battles. It didn't it didn't involve a lot of their powers per se. I guess if you want, um, I like that she clipped one of his wings and like they kind of like showed it and she like held it, you know, type thing. Like I thought that was you know again brutal, like kind of cool. Um, what I also liked at the end battle is I love when she kind of first came down the side of the ship and she like ran on the side. And they kind of use that side camera angle and stuff like that. Like I thought that was a cool shot, little cool little thing. Um, but yeah, no, I I thought the end the end fight was was cool. Could have been always. I always say this. I always feel like they could be a little longer, especially when it's a one on one type thing. Um, that's another reason why I love the Shang Chi fight with his dad. I thought they did a good job making that kind of like needed length that it needed to be. But yeah, other than it being a little too short, I I love the brutality of it mm-hmm. and the rawness of it. I guess you how it was real. And I, I kept saying, and I normally don't say this, but I kept saying, I wish this was T'Challa fighting Namor. Yeah, I, I, I hear you. I hear you. Um, yeah. But yeah, with her ripping off that wing, does that mean he's going to fly crooked now? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess, I mean, I'm assuming he can grow because it looked like when he, when they showed him at the end telling his people to come, like, say, you know, we're done, like we're going home, basically, it looked like he was good. So I think when he went into the water, it must form as like a healing type thing i think i think he regenerates yeah yeah okay. I, that's the way i took it because he looked like he was cool when he was standing up there unless but i bet it i bet it hurt yeah it hurt when it happened <laughs> yeah i yeah, no, i like i said and i love the shot of her just like holding it it was almost like a like a cat when a cat gets a bird that's mm-hmm. like i think kind of the image they were going for yeah 
that's kind of how I took it. Yeah. The last battle was cool. I mean, the last fight yeah. between them was really cool. I liked it for sure. It was cool. I, I kind of like when he, I kind of like when he showed up to Wakanda the first time and it kind of had that battle, you know, like when, when he went in, when he punches Mbaku in the chest, like that, that whole little fight, mm-hmm. I thought that was a little more brutal ish. So a, a little bit cooler, but, um, but I did like the interaction between him and Sherry at the end. And I, like I said, I loved her, her fighting on the side of the ship and stuff like that. I thought it was cool. I thought he was going to die at that point when he punched him. Mbaku. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. I, I thought it for a second, but then I was like, I, I don't know. I I don't know. Yeah, I thought it for a, a little bit of a brief second, but then I was like, nah, because I, I feel like I still feel like eventually he may be Black Panther too at some point in time. Yeah, I'm not letting go of that rope. Mm-hmm. And again, maybe maybe it's the sexist side of me, but yeah, I, I want to see a, a guy as Black Panther. So it's, I, it's it's fine. It, it, it may happen. Like maybe that's that maybe that's what they'll do in the next one. Or now that he's the king, you know, he may have to do it for a little bit while she's doing something else. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah. I will I watch think, it. Sorry, good. I was gonna say I definitely think they left it kind of ambiguous with Mbaku exactly. at the end mm-hmm. and with T'Challa's son at the end, because I think they know not so much that people crave a male Black Panther, but I think they know that people know that Shuri isn't necessarily ready for it. So they're ready to see someone who can become the Black Panther in the more traditional sense of how it normally has been mm. uh, passed on. No, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And like I said, and, and I feel like she's going to be it probably, you know, I'm sure one more time, one of the Avengers movies, if not both. But I also feel like a lot of it happened now because I just like, like we all were saying, I, I don't think they felt it was time right now to recast it yet. But I do yeah. think eventually when it's been a little bit longer, maybe some other things have happened in the MCU. I think they'll, they will go back to either another T'Challa, his son in Baku, they'll figure some other angle out. I keep saying they're having problems with Blade, get Martial mm-hmm. Ali, make him Wait, T'Challa. Him? I, I love him. <laughs> I, I, I think he's- that would have been cool. I mean, I don't want that to happen only because Blade is another uh, a character that I love. Um, and I think he would be so good in that role as well. But yeah, that would have been a that would have been one of the few actors that probably would have been acceptable. Yeah, you. definitely for me. And for sure. I always wanted, you know, when I was younger. I, I wanted Denzel Washington to be Black Panther. Oh, okay, okay. You know, but he's too old now. Yeah, he's too old now. Yeah. And I don't want his son. I think his son is overrated. Um, no. Oh, right. Okay. They it, it stinks that they had already uh, used Michael B. Jordan for Killmonger because he would have been a great T'Challa replacement. Yeah, he would have been. Or or just even the character of Killmonger. It's a shame that he technically he died in the first movie because mm-hmm. that would have been that would have been a really and I hate to use the word easy because you don't want to think of writing that way, but it just, it would have been a, it could have been a smooth transition into making somebody else Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, other than it being, you know, a sister and going that route. I have a feeling though, it, the reason why they didn't do that is he's got so much on his plate right now too. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I didn't know he was directing Creed 3 until I saw the trailer. I knew he was in it, but I didn't know he was directing it. So they yeah, are having man. tons of problems yeah. with that movie. You know, they, they? it was supposed to come out in November and Stallone is not part of it anymore. He's pissed off. Oh, you know? gotcha. Gotcha. It's got, yeah. I, yeah. I saw the, the first one, obviously, as most people say, the first one is, is really, really good. And the second one's, it's all right. It's yeah. not, it's nothing like good as the first one. But yeah, I didn't know that about the third one. Well, what it is is that uh, 
they're making a Drago movie, I think, or or a series or yeah, something. Yeah, like that. I did see that. Yeah, about his son, right? And he didn't want that Stallone, you know. Gotcha. But like the the people that MGM or whoever owns the right, the, the Winklers, they're like, well, we could do whatever we want. And he's also he doesn't own the copyrights to Rocky, and they always said they were going to sell it back to him, and they never did. So he's just yeah, basically said, that, I'm yeah. done. You know, I'm not going to be in the third movie. But I heard that, yeah, they were having problems. And Michael B. Jordan, you know, contacted him and said, yeah, I need your help. You know, can you just help me through this? Because he's never directed a movie before. Yeah, that does um, it. When I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, I was like, in my head, I was like, good for you, Michael. I'm like, but yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, It does interest me, though. It interests me more than the second movie because... You know, th- now it looks like he's going off on his own, and it's just not a remake Agreed. of other right, Rocky exactly. movies. And like, and like you were saying earlier, and I and I like um, Jonathan Majors looks like he might be a good villain in it. So that um, oh that yeah, is, he looks so good, and yeah, that has me interested to watch it just from that standpoint. And uh, Dan showed me some of his training workouts, Jonathan Majors, and he looks incredible. I mean, yeah, I, 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 could, I, I can send you some of mine. I have almost just the same. What's that? The, the <laughs> same. You? Sean has the same training workout. Oh yeah. That's actually yeah. where John, John. I call him. I call him JM. That's where he gets a lot of it from. It from me. Yeah. Do, do you have the same abs as he does? Yeah. I mean, close. Some might say better. It depends. <laughs> One yeah, of his is John, is Jonathan crooked. Majors just had. Oh really? <laughs> Well, that's why I noticed. Had... Like one one of them is off. Like it's like you know, like you know, like how you'll have them like you know, right next to each other. Yeah. One of them is down a little bit, you know, but I still think it's cool. I would die for something like that. Nope. Nobody's perfect, I guess. Yeah. Um, When we were uh, in the movie theater for Wakanda forever, I told Sean, it's like a Jonathan Majors marathon in all the yeah. trailers. He, he was in three trailers. I was like, this is crazy. Who's He's the dominating. Is in other than Creed and, and, and that in uh, that army like devotion, or it's I think it's called uh, like oh yeah yes yes like that. devotion yes yeah that that Creed three and then Ant Man three yeah and I don't it's know like if you, you guys couldn't ever escape them but because I, I know it's a little bit outside the box but his show that was only that was on HBO Max only for one season that that Lovecraft Country it's actually really good and he's in it. Um, as like the basically like the main character, and so if you like him, give it a try. It's a little bit of outside the box type show, but you should watch it. He's really good in it, and the show's good. I've no, I'm excited it. for him. You know, yeah. again, and I'll send you know Bianca the video, and if she wants to share it with you, she could. You know, <laughs> don't want you to be threatened. I'm gonna keep it for myself. I, I, I'm sure it's intense. I, I've seen I've seen Hemsworth videos, and even some of Captain America stuff, and yeah. No, some of the stuff they do, especially the Hemsworth, it's it's crazy. Hemsworth crazy. isn't human. Yeah, I know. He's not. <laughs> he's not. He's he's Thor. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's a god. <laughs> All righty. I guess we'll wrap this one up. So, Bianca, thank you for coming in and being part of the roundtable. Would you like to tell people where they can find you? Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me, as always. Um, if you want to send me a message on Instagram, I'm Bianca Ferrero, B-I-A-N-C-A-F-O-R-E-R-O. I would love to talk to anyone who wants to talk nerdy stuff. And um, it was a pleasure as always, Joe. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. And Sean? Yes, yeah, thank you for having me as always. Um, I had a great time. If you want to reach out, message, talk any more Marvel or comic book stuff, um, you can reach me on Twitter at uh, Snugans at uh, 2434. 
Yeah, Sean is is jack level knowledge. I would definitely say, but he's definitely a good source to go to if you have any questions about Marvel, DC, and probably a whole range of other things too. <laughs> I definitely. And if you want, you can email me at joe at wdw.com or send me a friend request on Facebook and check out WDW News Today, Disneyland News Today, as well as Universal, Universal Parks News Today for all your Disney and Universal news. And finally, if you like our show and enjoy other WDWNT podcasts and like to become a Patreon supporter, please visit the WDWNT Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash WDWNT. So with that, this will be the end of WDWNT Nerd Alert Season 8, Episode 49. So until next time, see ya. Goodbye. Later, everybody.